war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, Lord all. Here I am. It is one. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of our program, folks, on what is turning out to be just a delightful Monday after there was a, a very warm weekend. And it's brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in. I'll tell you, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, they have outdone themselves. Uh, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, pansy, marigold bags, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom mulch are available, pickup and delivery, mulch, dark, piney, black, and hemlock, crushed stone, your property is going to look fantastic. Now, especially the weather this week as we're leading into the Memorial Day weekend. It's far more comfortable, folks. And they are a full-scale nursery right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. They're open seven days a week. Stop it and see them. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, again, good afternoon, everyone. This is the noon report. Right now, it is 12.07. It is Juan. <coughs> Excuse me. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And I want to welcome in everyone that tunes in. Folks, it's all about platforms. You can watch and interact with the show on Facebook Live. Just find the page John DePietro Show. Make sure you click the like button. You can also send stars that people like to do now. Um, and then also we are on uh, YouTube and then also we're live on Twitter. And then of course, folks, it's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Jeff Deal uh, is going to join us next hour. He overwhelmingly got the nomination. He wants to be the next governor of Massachusetts. Uh, the Deal campaign kicking in I think he just had a press briefing uh, up at the Massachusetts State House on Beacon Hill. Just, I, I think, last hour, as a matter of fact. We're going to talk to Jeff. I like Jeff a lot. Certainly supported Jeff when he ran against, he ran a great campaign, again, against Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. He is a Trump supporter. He is an unapologetic Trump supporter. Folks, I'm always leery of the news. Why is it? And I don't I don't know the answer to this, but why is it I'm always leery. Why is it that the media feels locally a lot, but also nationally? But why do they feel compelled that if it's a Republican candidate, that therefore it's their job to ask them where they stand about Trump and Trump support? And would you support him if he ran again in 20? How come they're not asking and you don't hear it. How come they don't say to Democrat candidates that are running, boy, you must be really disappointed with the Biden presidency? Or, you know, is there anything about, did you think it was going to be this bad in, in your, you know, worst case scenario? Did you, how come, it, it's just ludicrous they continue to ask. And they almost, you know, I, I, I've heard people, <coughs> excuse me, folks, I apologize, who feel um, and they say, you know, I have to ask. No, you don't have to ask that. You know, how come they, they, they in no way hesitate to ask a Republican candidate 
about President. Were you a Trump supporter? Would you support him if you were in again 24? Do you want to disavow many? How come you're not talking about Biden? How come you're not talking? The, the leader of the free world right now, the commander in chief, is such a loose cannon. You know, every time he gives a speech, there's the possibility that he's going to, you know, pull an audible and go off script just like today. And then they have to clean it up. You know, as Biden, he he always likes to play the heavy. He always likes to play. You're damn right. We, and I'll play the sound. We're going to defend. You're damn right. The United States will defend Taiwan against China. Then his staff has to say, well, actually, he didn't mean it like that. It's always spill an aisle. You know, clean up in aisle five constantly like that. So I want to go over some of the headlines and obviously we'll give you the latest on this situation with the census fraud. And I I fully recognize they want it to go away. There was some very telling comments. I played them last hour um, in the first hour of our, of our broadcast with um, with John Igliosi, who's the president of the Providence City Council. And I think it's pretty interesting. But, folks, something that can't be ignored right now, and it's it's interesting again to me how the media likes to, right now, monkeypox spotted in Florida. Is it spreading through sex? Belgium forces quarantines. You have to isolate for 21 days. World Health Organization warns against mass gatherings. Could be the next vaccination push. Conspiracy theories swirl in China. You know, I heard a news report earlier talking about monkeypox. And I haven't heard of anyone dying other than it's it looks it's not anything you want on your hands and your body. But what then they stop short of saying is monkeypox likely spread by sex at two raves in Europe. They believe that it's sexual behavior. Yes, sexual behavior, but it's among men at these wild raves held in Spain and Belgium. Monkeypox had not previously triggered widespread outbreaks beyond Africa, where it is epidemic in animals. So, so with, with, so with the, the local mainstream media, health officials say most of the known cases in Europe have been among men who have sex with men. Scientists say it's difficult to disentangle whether spreads being driven by sex itself or merely close contact. My point, anyone can be affected through close contact with a sick person, their clothing or bed sheets. But my point is, listen, again, if this is you go to like a Governor McKee and they love to say, you know, we want to keep your family safe. If, in fact, this is some kind of. Virus, disease, monkeypox so far has been mild, no deaths reported. Virus, it's a virus, causes fever, chills, rash, and lesions on the face of genitals. Most people recover within several weeks without requiring hospitalization. So, but my point is, if in fact they learn that monkeypox is being spread through sex, of men between men, then just explain that. But there is this continued, the media, the censoring that goes on. I I, I didn't think it was possible, but I, I actually think that it, it is, in fact, getting worse. So, like, they stop short of it. They'll say it, 
and then it doesn't like fully make sense. And then you have to skim through the article and it and then you realize like, hey, wait a minute. Um, <clears throat> World Health Organization issues forecasts on monkeypox transmission. Most initial cases have been among gay or bisexual men who've had sex with other males. Listen, I am not saying um, South Florida health officials investigating presumptive case of monkeypox virus. All I'm saying is, if that's who it's among, just tell people that's who's it's among. I, I just, for the life of me, you know, you have the situation where they won't come out and say, you know, uh, police are searching for um, a suspect of color or whatever. So, but but don't, you know, just tell us what it is. Now, I want to play um, Johnny Gliosi, who is the city council president in Providence. Um one moment, folks. We're going to have our guest. I will email you the link. Uh, and he's going to, for 1230. All right. We're going to talk to, you know, I want to commend. He is a Republican running for lieutenant governor. And it's, um, I've been talking about him, John Lugo. And we're finally going to hear from him. But I, I want to just touch on this census fraud because it's very significant what, on 10 News Conference, what John Igliosi, the head of the Providence City Council, said over the course of the weekend. Listen to John Igliosi. I'll tell you, he's a straight shooter. He was the one also. I did a broadcast outside of his home because they were going after him, the defund the police protesters. They vandalized his home. They vandalized his street. They vandalized his neighborhood. And he was asked on 10 News Conference on Channel 10 about this situation of census fraud. And and I applaud him for calling it out for what it is, which is a fraud. So listen to what he said over the weekend on 10 News Conference. I take on it that you have to do it correctly on the up and up and legally. And it's a black eye. It's terrible. It does uh, uh, debase uh, people's um, trust in government and how we do things. And it doesn't matter if they're as they put it, oh, the reason why they want to, if the reason was so, you know, important, like, oh, we wanted to keep a district, right. or we wanted to get more money, you have to do it re- fairly and honestly. And to me, that's just unfair and it's inappropriate. Yeah, the Supreme Court says that you go. You know, think of what he just said, right? Like, why are we doing this? Now, it, it's also interesting that Mayor Jorge Elijah, now he also, Alorza weighed in. And he, you know, oh, like, I don't understand why they just take them at their word. Alorza immediately says that, oh, it was, it was, um, oh, it was definitely, it was a mistake on their end, right? Like, how, how does he know that? And how come he's not giving it out? And, and immediately, like, I, I don't think we should take them at their, their word, of them explaining how they think, you know, the mistake was made. So why should we take their word for it? Much like, you know, there were people who were taking Nellie Gorbea's word for it. And I come back to why Why should we uh, in any way, why should we take their word for it? 
that how it is that this era happened. Because what we know is with, without question, we know that, you know, that this happened. It was the mistake. And then but I, I it's beyond me why these people feel, well, we should definitely take them at their word if they say it was a mistake by the federal government on that, then then there's seemingly I, I don't believe them. I know they want that to be. But I also want to remind people that, you know, Ramundo controls the census. So this is I think this is uh, Mayor Lorza who's talking about this right now. The third highest overcount. Here we go. Mayor, a lot of people say, wink, wink, dot, dot. <laughs> we can't count. Well, maybe we're pretty good at counting. Tell us your reaction. I, I really don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's Why is it funny? really got over on that one. Yeah, you needed 19,000 to keep the second congressional district. We got 55,000. But, yeah. Mayor, does this put uh, our faith in government? Uh, at risk. Wendy yes. Schiller made a comment on this. He's a political science professor. Let's listen to Wendy, then I'll let you react. When you make a mistake like this, which is, you know, not a small mistake in terms of thousands of people, yep. uh, you, you know, you reduce confidence in government agencies. Here we go. Mayor, it's my understanding that uh, a committee was formed and they were actually paying people 20 bucks each to fill out the census. Okay. And uh, some people that you know are on this committee. Now, we're not alleging wrongdoing. But we're I am. Whether that was the right thing to do. What do you, what do you, what's your take on this? You're, a, you're an attorney, a sworn officer of the court, as well as the mayor. Yeah. Well, this is what I understand of the situation. The, um, the, the mistakes, or the, 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 um, the adding mistake was on the was on the part of the census folks mm-hmm. um you know it, it, it was our job and it continues to be our job to make sure everyone got counted right. um so the problem the problem was over there on the question of does it um does it you know hurt the trust of um and rely the trust that we have in government absolutely hold on he doesn't say how he knows that that was in fact you know on he doesn't notice he doesn't come out and say how he knows, in fact, that that was a mistake from them. Do you notice that? He doesn't come out, uh, and I'm not trying, trying to make a big, but I would certainly be curious to know how does he know that, in fact, that, that, that that's how, how they did it, that, that that's who is to be blamed of the whole thing. Uh, I'd like to know where he got that information that, Oh, it's it's my understanding that it was on. How, how do you know that that it was that it was on the census? We don't know that it was. I mean, that's that's him claiming that that's who it was. That that's who's responsible for the mistake with it. So, but we don't we don't know that for a fact. I don't I don't think when it comes to this that we should ever take their word for it. I think it all needs to be uh, verified. Um, because I, I just frankly, I don't, I don't trust them when it comes to this. So I want to let this finish playing, and then you're going to hear where Lugo weighs in. John, Lug- uh, John Lugo, who's running for lieutenant governor. So notice, Alorza says, "Oh, it's my understanding there was a mistake on the." Se-. Of course, they're going to say that. So the problem, the problem. Here we go. Big mistake was on through the court as well as the mayor. Yeah. Well, this is what I understand of the situation. The um, 
the the mistake, sort of the the the, um, the adding mistake, was on the was on the part of the census folks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it it was our job, and it continues to be our job to make sure everyone got counted. Right. Um, so the problem the problem was over there. On the question of does it um, does it you know hurt the trust of um, and rely the trust that we have in government? Absolutely, and that's a much bigger question here. You know, we've seen. Um, you know, the former president really take on established institutions, the politicization of the Supreme Court, and, uh, you know, the sense that, you know, government isn't on the level. That's a major, big, big challenge that we have to, you know, continue to take on. You know, you know more than anything else, you know, uh, folks have... Folks have declared themselves institutionalists, and um, and I think there's there's the, there's a lot of wisdom in that. We got to preserve the institutions because the you know what's standing between us and anarchy aren't really laws. It's not cops. It's institutions, norms, and trust. Yeah. And so this is a big issue. In the okay, program. all right. It's significant. Let's yeah. not brush it off. Absolutely. Like Abbott and Costello did the counting. I don't know. Uh, Council President Agliosi, that's your party, the Democrats, were really pushing. Make sure you count. We have to keep the second district could go to republican you never know your take on this i'm going to move on my take on it that you have to do it correctly on the up and up and legally and it's a black eye it's terrible it does uh, uh debase uh, people's um trust in government and how we do things and it doesn't matter if they're as they put it, oh, the reason why they wanted, if the reason was so, you know, important, like, oh, we wanted to keep a district, right. or we wanted to get more money, you have to do it fairly and honestly. And to me, that's just unfair, and it's inappropriate. Yeah, the Supreme Court says that you go by... You know, he is, in fact, uh, what's so dramatic about that, and again, folks, good afternoon, it's John DiPietro. John Lugo is going to join me uh, coming up at 1230, and... Um, and he's running for lieutenant governor. As I, I mentioned last hour, he issued, I think, just a blistering statement on this. And um, he, he is exactly right that why? Oh, good. What, why should we it, why should we trust Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott with covid numbers when she's off? On the census numbers. Why should we trust her on that? You know, these people, you can't, you know, my COVID numbers were okay. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. The COVID numbers are good. But I guess we were 55,000 off. And notice Alorza quickly, you know, oh, it, it, it was it was the uh, it was the census people that were that were off. It was the census people that, that were off. It, you know, it's mine. How, how do you know that? Of course, that's like a convenient excuse for them to want to say that it's the, the census people that are off. I'm, I'm just telling you right now that I'm not that I'm not buying that it was on there. They want it to be that to be the case. I'm just not convinced that that is, in fact, the case that it did go down that way. So, folks, right now at 1225, now there's a couple of things. Uh, for those of you on Facebook, or I will post, I've been posting a lot of this um, on the same same token on the website, petro.com. But there's something odd with the amount, I think, of the amount of crime that's taking place right now. Now, these bank robberies, uh, bank robberies, <coughs> also earlier this morning, yesterday, if you go to my Facebook page, Staples Avenue in Warwick. That's not a, a bad area. And I was there earlier. There's police tape around there. 
And I, I don't know what to think of that as of yet. Um, but there's something there's something up with that. Now, think of this. You know, the, the state is off 55,000 people with the census. And I fully get that for some people, this sounds like inside baseball. And they're not exactly sure what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, this is the highest forms of our government highest forms of our government and basically lying to the federal government on the population in Rhode Island I mean that's what's happening right now so but I want to touch on the crime there's something odd with the uh these bank robberies uh Saturday I was at the Friday afternoon I was there on Saturday but on, on Friday afternoon Bank right on Warwick Avenue. Across, I used to stop at that Dell's, and sometimes we'd eat at that Friendly's, but I used to stop at that Dell's sometimes, coming down Warwick Avenue on the way back from Bishop Hendrickson. And um, the bank right across the street, you can see it on the website, Beatro.com. So somebody robbed that. Then you had the ro- uh, the robbery at the bank on on Post Road. Uh, just That was the week before. Guy strolled in at 8.30 in the morning. Then uh, they caught a guy, he robbed a bank in Providence and then was was on or ripped a bus trying to escape, of all things. So it's um, it, it's it's odd. But I'll also say this about these these small banks. Um, they, they have to increase their security. They have to, there's something odd that I also broke on the website, topetro.com, that this guy that was the suspect at the robbery on Friday afternoon on Warwick Avenue, that he was spotted at the Citizens Bank in Hoxie on Thursday afternoon. And it was enough that they flagged him. He kept walking in and out of the bank. So there's something odd about that. And... I've also learned someone was telling me, and I don't know if this is everywhere, but that when you walk into um, a Bank of America, there's someone right there at the door and they say, what brings you to the bank today? Boom, right away. These smaller banks, you know, obviously, if if you're thinking of robbing a bank that. You're going to pick the one that when you walk in, no one is saying what brings you to the bank today. So there's something really odd about that. And I also noticed when I was at the bank on Saturday that when you're approaching that bank, there's no there's no cameras out front. Now, I just assume when you're going into a bank that there are going to be cameras everywhere right i mean i don't have a a problem with that but there's something uh unusual and i don't understand why they wouldn't have that type of security but i'm just amazed also at the brazenness of it all right folks joining us right now and i believe we should be able to pull this off technically he is a republican he is running for lieutenant governor of rhode island and I want to, uh, there he is, and joining us right now is John Lugo. Good afternoon, John Lugo. How are you doing, John? Very well. 
Uh, nice and clear. Good to hear you. First of all, tell us uh, about the statement that you issued about the census. Well, I think it's. Um, I think this is probably the worst thing what Adam has done in my lifetime. I would imagine that uh, we usually know about some corruption stuff that happens internally. This is the first time I've seen something that actually has an effect federally. The fact that Jim Langevin was able to go up there and vote on cons- consulate bills that affects the nation's directions, inflation, is huge. I mean, we're at the point where we should consider giving back some of the ARPA funds because we didn't earn that. Half of the money, that, uh, every every dollar that's allocated for congressional seats is is taxpayer fraud. That's exactly what we're doing. We got ARPA funds based on our congressional seats. Right. Now, listen, I, um, I, and first of all, it's good to have you on. And those on Facebook can now see John Lugo. Let's not confuse people. Uh, we're starting to go off into directions. No one's talking about giving money. Let's focus on you issued a statement. How is the state of Rhode Island are at our highest levels? How are we off by 55,000? Now, you're a police officer. Uh, when there's crime, there's an investigation. So my question is, why is it that the state was off 55,000 in the census count and there's, you're the only one so far calling for an investigation? Well, I just think that it's going to be, in order, in order to really figure this out, we need to know as to why, how did, this, how did people get double counted twice, specifically in the Providence area? It, we have, if I remember right, is uh, there is fifty five thousand uh, residents that are counted. It's more than the sum of the East Providence. I think we need to see exactly what the process was, who was involved, and uh, my understanding is Gina Romundo was involved in allocating who was going to be in charge of the census. We need to see exactly where their head was at and see why, specifically in Providence, do we have that impropriety. Folks, again with us, he is running for lieutenant governor. He is a Republican, John Lugo. And John, you know, just I know some of this sounds a little inside to people. This committee that was set up uh, where they wanted to make sure everyone was counted, that's fine. But you look at the timeline. This went on for several years. The minutes are posted online. They had Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott as a co-chair, Jane Diosa, former mayor of Central Falls co-chair. You know, at one point when Diosa wasn't there, the city solicitor of Central Falls, Matt Jerzyk, he took Diosa's place in the meeting. Matt Jerzyk was also on the committee. He was being investigated. And I don't want to get too far, but he was being investigated by the state police because he was part of that Mattiello campaign that ended up in the Brit trial where they came up with this mailer. But more importantly... How is it that our highest elements, you look at that list, that is like a who's who. Nellie Gorbea had someone uh, that was on that list uh, that was representing her office. All the officers were represented. Uh, this was, you know, it was Ramundo that set up this committee. They had a budget of $1.6 million. They came out that the federal government said, hey, wait a minute, your numbers don't add up. You're 55000 over. My question is, I don't believe that it was an error, as the Wall Street Journal properly pointed out in your statement said that the Wall Street Journal headline was who rigged the census. It certainly seems 
it's just hard to believe, John Lugo, that the same people that are telling us you can trust us to run a fair election, that they overcounted in the census to the tune of 55,000 people. I would like to I would like to just state that um, Rhode Island has been in de- population decline for a long time. Um, you can see it in um, how money walks. People leave here because of high taxes. They can't afford it. Rather go to uh, Florida, live down there, and ha- be tax free, especially when it comes to their retirement. People are moving out, specifically from Providence. And there's been reports, and I think Kathy Gregg from the Providence Journal put this out there. Since 2015, we have had an actual birth decline. And she mentioned in her article that last year, there were more people who died than people who were born. Our state is dying. They know it. And the only way to actually fix the issue is to fudge the numbers. Yep. Well, there's an expression, people vote with their feet. Um, People get tired of being ripped off by our local elected officials. People are tired of, look at how they're trying to cram through this this voting, you know, this new voting legislation that becomes the the wild, wild west. You even had someone on the board of canvases, Nicholas Oliver, he resigned saying there's no way to do an honest election. I'm not going to certify an election with all this ballot harvesting. He resigned. I also want to point out that I don't understand why the rest of the media is not reporting on that. Like, they're not doing their job. But just going back to the census, John Lugo, folks, again, he's a Republican. He's running for lieutenant governor. I want to commend you for calling for an investigation because this is not, you know, there's different scenarios, right? Let's just say this was a volunteer group of five or six people and they got it off a little bit. This is the highest forms of our government. And Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who is the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, she was co-chair of this committee. If she got it wrong by 55,000, I think it's very fair question to ask, why should we believe that all the COVID numbers that she was reporting were accurate? I think, I, I, I personally think that we definitely need to just overlook this. I mean, this is, I, I don't, uh, when you mention the media as to why they're not paying attention, I don't think they understand the gravity of how. You're right bad this is this is serious levels of corruption and the fact that it's it's not just john it's not just four percent it's not three percent it's exactly five percent just the maximum that the supreme court allows the maximum we literally um to my understanding we we were at one million thirty six hundred um thirty three hundred sixty no one million thirty six thousand residents in Rhode Island. We just barely made it. So what I'm trying to say is they knew what they were doing. They knew that they could, they won't get uh, caught with this. And even if they get caught, it's within the margins. It's, it's wrong. And it's not just our state. Minnesota just did the same thing. And, And I want to also point out, and what you just said is very significant. If this had been, let's just say we had been flagged at 7%. Uh, what I, and I'm not fully clear of this, but what you're basically saying is the Supreme Court said if the error is five percent or below, everything remains intact. So if that had been seven percent off, could that have triggered then that there would be action or maybe like another count of some kind? I, I am not a lawyer, but to my understanding, what I briefly read is that they would then call for investigation and okay. we could lose a congressional seat. Okay, but because it's at that limit. Yep. 
they're just going to leave it the way it is. Now, yep. in normal stances, uh, that would be fine because it doesn't affect uh, on congressional seat. But we literally just broke the second congressional seat. Yes. And I think that's an issue. Florida undercounted okay. by uh, – they probably lost a congressional seat for, for undercounting. We overcounted. And I think yep. that's more representation than we're supposed to have. Every vote that – again, I know we're going into the different I, territories, I, I, but I, every I, vote that – Jim Langevin casted, to well, me, it's an illegal vote. I, I, and I don't know enough about that, but I, I, I do know this, and that is the, the trust and credibility of our local officials, John Lugo. As I said, if they're willing to do this, and you heard even John Igliosi, I played this on a 10 News conference saying, you know, I disagree with they were all saying, uh, Deoser and the rest of them saying, hey, listen, you know, we had to do this because we were, you know, on, on the verge of losing the seat. Um, two things on that. Number one, you're you're a police officer. And, you know, it's one thing you encounter someone that says, hey, listen, you know, my family is starving. Did I go to stop and shop and steal a loaf of bread? Yes, I did. But my family is starving. Right. They justify it that way. There's difference of that. And then someone that steals some watches or things like that. And they can't justify. It. But what you said is really important because I believe and this is something that someone goes into a bank and they withdraw $9,000. Now, if they do that over a period of time, the bank somewhat gets suspicious because I believe, it used to be anyhow, if you withdrew 10000 that that had to then be, that triggered some kind of a red flag with the, with the IRS. So you'd get criminal wrongdoing that they go in. So to your point, someone knew if we keep it right at the 5% level, it's wrong. We're lying, but it won't trigger an investigation. And and again, folks, we're speaking with he's a Republican lieutenant governor candidate, John Lugo, um, who is a Providence police officer. Uh, officer Lugo, you're 100 percent right. But what I find most disturbing is the lack of curiosity from some of our top officials, because you would think if we're off that much, like, huh, like, let's go through. And see, you know, the aftermath of what did we do wrong? I don't hear any talk about that in any way. So I was going to ask you, actually, it's what I saw um, in one of your articles was $880,000 being spent on giving out uh, $20 to um, uh, undocumented immigrants to yeah. uh, for having to uh, sign out. If that's the case, who do we give that money to if they weren't even legitimate? If 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 uh, if we're missing fifty five thousand dollars of I mean fifty five thousand residents, sure. Well, here's the way it figured out. See, initially they said, and they were so proud of themselves. We registered forty four thousand illegals for the census. So you do forty four thousand, and they had a budget of one point six million. Forty four thousand times twenty is eight hundred and eighty thousand. What it turned out was they were saying, "Hey, we get to keep the seat." Because we registered these 44,000 people. What the census said was not only, and we don't know the full answer of why they kicked the 44, but what the, the census, our government, the Biden administration, Gina Raimondo, Commerce Secretary Raimondo, who's in charge of the census, what they said to Rhode Island was, not only is your population not up 44,000, you're down 10,000, so that's how you get to the 55,000. But my point is, they had a pool of money. And then you have to wonder, 
you know, what was that one point six million? I would like to see an accounting of that. Uh, if, if I said to you, hey, you want to earn a quick 20 bucks? Obviously, people said, yeah, fill this out. Well, maybe you fill it out again. Maybe you fill it out. A th- maybe you say, I'm going to get a hundred bucks out of this. But they they were not shy about documenting that no one was cooperating until they started handing out cash. And in one of the minutes of the meeting, one of the board members expressed concern and said, you know, gee, I'm not sure we should be paying people to fill out the census. You know what, John, is, you know what's even more crazy is how can we have a good election integrity when we can't even count our own people? That's right. I think that is, I mean, that is the point. most important thing. Yes. I, I mean, they're passing these laws where you don't need notary. You don't need uh, another person's signature. The signature could be an X. It's, it's as though they know what they're doing and they're rushing this before this year's election. So that way they could prevent some type of Republican turnout or something along those lines. I think you hit it on the head last night where, where is Seth Magazine? Where is Deb, where are these individuals as far as campaigning? I'm out there every day. I don't see them. Yep. Seth Magazine has tons of money. He does. Where are his commercials? Seriously. They, they're going to ballot harvest their way into winning. And I think that's wrong. Whether it's legal or not, it's still wrong. Folks, again, um, well, here's the thing, and his name is John Lugo, and in a moment I'm going to give him a chance to plug his website so you can learn more about him. I commend him for putting out a statement on this. I mean, when you think about it, you know, Tucker Carlson a couple of weeks ago said Rhode Island, one of the most corrupt states. They have the Wall Street Journal saying who rigged the census. It, it's so obvious to anyone that saw this, and then that John marrying a common cause First, he was offering in one of the meetings. They mentioned he threw out maybe we should give out free haircuts to people. Boy, there's a good government thing. But the fact of the matter is, see, what we have to get away from is this whole they want us to abide by the honor system. They they want it to seem like, gee, why would anyone uh, stuff ballots like how dare you suggest that anyone would commit would would throw an election? As we know, how as, dare you question? That's right. But we know. Listen. It's power at stake. It's money at stake. This is not the way it should work. Our system of government should not be right. Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. This should not be. Uh, you have to trust us. You know, that, or, or, or if you don't, then you have to prove to us how they're cheating. If they can't get the census right, 55,000 over, larger than the population of East Providence. John Lugo, I, I see no reason why we should take their word for them, for it, that they're going to run an honest election coming up, the primary in September, and then the general coming up in November. No, I, I, I don't think so. I think that there needs, to be, there needs to be a very big investigation, and I think that they need to make at least some type of law to add into the voter ID laws they just passed that cannot allow ballot harvesting at the least and, and not just that but verification for signatures we have to have something i know they want to push these things for some of the elderly uh, some of the disabled but we have to have something we need to find a way to compromise and they're not compromising across um, uh, across the table they're not even talking to democrat uh, to republicans they're doing whatever they think is right and whoever has the most amount of money campaign money they're going to win and that is the truth. They're going to have volunteers that are going to go out there, register individuals, ballot harvest, legally ballot harvest, as many ballots as they want, and that's it. They're going to win. So I, 
I, I appreciate you bringing this thing up, and I think that um, that more more and more citizens needs to step up to the plate. I also think the media needs to also step up to the plate because this is this is this is federal federally a bad problem. It is. It really is. And not only that, John Lugo. And again, folks, we speak with John Lugo, Republican candidate, lieutenant governor of Rhode Island, um, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. They limit that you have to designate, like let's just say, a caregiver. Let's just say there's a spouse, right, who's disabled. Then the the husband, wife, they're going to handle the ballot, maybe even for the family. Rhode Island. Now, here we are sandwiched in between Massachusetts and Connecticut. We don't designate one person and one person can collect as many ballots as possible. So what I want someone to understand, because this is new and evolving. I know some people may say, oh, and people, oh, this has been going on. for No, this has not been going on for years. In the past, you had to get. An excuse if you were not going to be here. It should be voting on Election Day. In 2020, in Rhode Island, 65% of the votes were early voting or, in fact, mail ballots. Only 30, uh, that was 65%. 35% went to the polls. I think this time it's even going to be higher. And what people don't understand is our system, John Lugo, was never designed that you and I work for campaign and I can go and collect 1,000 ballots. And you can go and collect 1,000 ballots. Between two people, we're turning in 2,000 ballots. There's, there's no way it was designed that way. And what's also disingenuous is if you and I are working for the Nellie Gorbea campaign, and she's paying us per vote, go out. She's not paying us to bring back ballots that say I'm voting for Dan McKee or Helena Folks. She's paying us to go out. And collect votes, right? It's, it's, it's a conflict of interest for it her is. to run in the first place. That's she right. She knows the elections inside and out. Who knows if she has these 55,000 residents' names in her back pocket? That's right. That are not the ghosts. The yes. ghosts uh, I, I'm actually interested to see exactly who was double counted. I want to know if they have had voted in the past. Yep. These are legitimate questions that needs to be answered. I mean, we, in the past month, literally, I think it was May 4th, uh, we had uh, an incident, and I'm sorry, a little bit before May, it was in a, a, late April, the, the three people from Florida that got arrested for mail fraud, um, for uh, voter fraud. Um, in the year of uh, the 2020 election, there was uh, 200 people that were double registered, two of them double voted. We have um, 1,600 ballots of that year came too late. They were uncounted. And that's, to me, even though I don't like mail-in ballots, that's still a violation of the civil rights. They wanted to vote. That's unfair. This is how messed up the ballot system is. And we can keep going on. We're keeping, we keep giving these individuals examples, and they're completely disregarding everything. I want to just bring it back to the census fraud. John Lugo, again, folks, he is a Republican running for lieutenant governor. Um, if you were an organization, uh, you're a Providence police officer, but I just want anyone listening or watching, think about this. Can you imagine what happened 55,000 off in the, in the, the census count? What, what is lacking is the high-level officials of our Rhode Island government then saying, well, we need to get to the bottom of this. I mean, whenever you hear of, can you imagine an organization and they say, huh, we're, we're missing $55,000, but we're not going order to order the books to see if someone embezzled that money. Their lack of curiosity 
is what to me, you know, how, how is that possible? You don't hear from Dan McKee or Lieutenant, your opponent, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos or Nelly Gorbea. She did. But so that's that, that's another issue is we don't know exactly who's tied into what. No. We don't know how many people are involved, John. Right. We really don't. But my point is the lack of curiosity in an investigation to get to the bottom of it, I find that very, very telling. Right. Because a normal reaction would be, wow, we, we need to get to the bottom of this to make sure this doesn't happen again. I don't hear anything. All they keep saying is basically the ends justify the means. Uh, you know, Diosa saying, hey, listen, you know, with Trump in office and we were going to lose a congressional seat. And, you know, that's why I called the code red. I mean, I hear a lot of justifying, a lot of finger pointing, but I don't hear any of them saying, boy, we need to get into involved with an investigation. John Lugo, how can people reach you, learn more about you, um, give give people a chance right now to tell them how they can learn more about your campaign? Well, I um, I'm, I'm usually on Twitter. I do some press releases on there. Um, the main thing is just go to my website, lugoforltgov.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can see me there. Uh, and um, this week we're having a fundraiser, May 26th at the Providence FOP, 40 Sheridan Street at 530. If you want, uh, please feel free to come. There is, um, there's information on my Facebook and my website on it. So please, uh, if you want to know more about my backstory, I would recommend your, uh, your listeners to go to that. Folks, and again, it's L-U-G-O. Look for him on Facebook. He's a Republican running lieutenant governor. John Lugo, great job. I commend you for asking for an investigation. Let's see if other people pick up the mantle. Keep up the good work and good luck out on the campaign trail. Thank you very much, John. All right, folks, there he is, John Lugo, joining us right here on the John DePietro Show on this Monday. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Thank you, John. Well, that was, um, I, I certainly uh, enjoyed that. And I also hope, I believe the sound was fine. Uh, we were able to, folks, uh, do now, and again, good afternoon to everybody that's watching our, our live stream. I'll tell you, I like the enthusiasm. I like the fact that he's willing to take a stand. And he's not waiting. He's not waiting. I, I want to be very clear. And I, I, I've kind of said this on social media. And again, I want to just reiterate, folks, right now it's 1252. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And again, everybody on um, Facebook Live. Um, you know, I believe in my mind, <clears throat> this is a pivotal moment for the Rhode Island Republican Party. Because if, if you're not willing to go to the mat on this issue, you know, what, why? See, he's stepping forward. I, we need an investigation here. How does this happen? And he's also exactly right that they were right at the border where then it doesn't trigger an investigation. Right at the 5% threshold. And I'm willing to bet John Marion guided them through that. So, and then we don't know. You have Gina Raimondo, Commerce Secretary, in charge of the census. But my message to the Rhode Island Republican Party is if they're not going to take this seriously, what, what, what is the, and I mean this, folks. You know, I have voted in every election since I turned 18. 
And my family was a family of voters. And my parents, growing up in Edgewood, um, it was very clear. They wouldn't ask. You know, my dad was big on this. It was not, he wouldn't tell you who to vote for. And he didn't, wouldn't ask, who did you vote for? But my parents instilled the importance of voting. And it is important. And I also disagree. I don't think it should be as easy as they make it out to be. Why do these people, it should be so easy to vote? I don't think it should be easy. It should be one day. And as I've stated, people wait in line for hours for things that, you know, that ultimately don't matter. Right? So I would wait. And I mean, it. I would wait if it took two hours waiting in line that we had fear elections. I, I would do it. They, they want to totally take away the credibility. But my message for the Republican Party is if they're willing to let this go, why should people get enthusiastic and or get involved as far as the campaigns? What? Why? What is the point? Like, no one should be more vested in this than the Rhode Island Republican Party. And I don't hear it. No, maybe it's coming. Maybe they're trying to line everything up. Um, I hate this attitude where when people ask them, they immediately take it off the table. That Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, you know, that's a disgrace. Shame on her. She was co-chair of that blanking thing, of that committee. Co-chair. They're off by 55,000. Oh, gee. Right? Oh, it was a glitch. That wasn't a glitch. They all think, they think we are so stupid. We're not stupid. But my, I am warning the Rhode Island Republican Party. I, I want blank in action on this. What, what is the point? Because now they're about to, now McKee's going to sign in all this ballot harvesting. And I, you know, I commend those that have seen the film 2,000 Mules. I got news for you. Rhode Island's worse than the film. Because in the film, they track people in certain states. You can only put a certain number of ballots Mail ballots into these those mail ballots, folks. It's the death of democracy. It is the death of democracy. Those stupid mail ballots or whatever you want to call them. Early voting, emergency voting, mail ballots. It's people voting ahead of Election Day. Now, in the film, they track people who drive around. And let's just say the limit is 10. So they put 10 in a drop box and they drive and they put 10 in another drop box. Here's the thing in Rhode Island. Let's just say that in that film, 2,000 Mules, when they have someone driving along and they're dumping, you know, 200 ballots into these different boxes, as I've told you, in Rhode Island, this is how whacked it is, where we're different than Mass, different than Connecticut. Someone could go up, wave at the camera, boom, and dump 2,000 ballots into the Dropbox. And under Rhode Island law, they've done nothing wrong. Does that sound like democracy to you? You know, the the other side, there's so one thing that they have been effective on is you mentioned voting in ballots. Boom. They drop the gauntlet with, oh, it's the big lie. Oh, here we go. Here go the Trump supporters with the big lie. They have labeled that effectively. They have because the media, especially the local media, they don't in any way want to be seen with anything to do with the election recount. And I want to be very clear to many of you. 
Do I believe that it's in the machines and they click a button and all the Trump votes become Biden votes? No, I don't believe that. Do I believe, see, it's it's an algorithm and that no, I don't believe that. That's not how they're cheating. That's not how they're cheating. I've told you it's the looseness where a third party, in this case, a campaign can, as John Lugo said, register someone to vote, get them a mail ballot, and they don't even need them. They have the list of people that are on the voter rolls. That Secretary of State's office is is wildly important that the Republican Party needs a credible candidate. And if it's going to be Pat Cordelessa, then we're going to rally around Pat, who's run for the office before and did a good job, but he needs help. But I mean it, folks. This is like if the Republican Party isn't even going to try. And I don't want to hear, oh, Narone is not going to do it. you got to at least try. Where's the Blinken press conference? Where's the press conference to call it out? You can't say the media won't do anything. I want to give credit to Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal, Ted Nisi Channel. They were all writing about it. And a, and a tweet is not the same thing as a live press conference naming names. So Steve Frias wasn't wrong. Steve Frias wasn't wrong. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's part of my Coogie, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Heating, cooling. Boy, it was hot this weekend. Trustworthy, reliable plumbing. Maybe a hot water tank gives out. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, they're also on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. I mean it. I think we're at a pivotal point. Now, right now, it is 1259. It's Monday. It is May 23rd. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Next hour is radio only. You can tune in. We're going to talk to Jeff Deal. Just won the Republican endorsement in Massachusetts to be the next governor. That, more on census fraud, more on Biden and more. AM 1380, 99.95. You can listen online at the website, which is petro.com. I will be doing one after dark later on. But, folks, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. Keep it here for the John DePetro Show.